Welcome to the Burrito Radio Show. This is 2B1 Energy, your host for today's episode. It is June 10th, 2020, and we're out here in the Embarcadero North of San Diego, California, and it's a really nice day today. People are out and about, getting their exercise, walking. Um, it's still kind of looking like zombies sometimes, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> my guest today is Jamie Nutt. Jamie, say hello to people out there. Hello, everyone listening to the Burrito Radio Show. Okay, I met Jamie in the recovery area the Sunday following the day of the protest slash riot slash chaotic day out there in La Mesa. And we met during the cleanup session. I had my trash bags and taking some photos, and she had her camera out there, too. Come find out that she's in the health industry. Please, Jamie, uh, tell us a little bit about your profession and what you do in the healthcare industry. Okay, right now I am a CNA. I'm kind of a late bloomer. Um, I did things a little bit backwards. I went through school um, as an adult while I was raising my kids. It can be done. I got my master's degree in research-based psychology. And after that, I decided to stay home with my kids for the next five years. And as anybody probably knows, it's really hard to get into uh, a field when you don't have work experience. So what are your plans for the future, I would say? So, well, what I did was I went to school to become a CNA. And that's what I've been doing for the last year. I work with um, a lot of mentally ill patients, a lot of patients. Um, I work at a county hospital, a long-term care facility, and we get a lot of people that are picked up by police or taken to county mental health from the from the ER. And instead, for people who aren't able to go back out on the street, they get sent to my facility and a lot of them are total dependent a lot of them have past drug use a lot of them have various mental illnesses and that sort of thing after my year is up then I can start taking shifts at county mental health and or one of the local ERs and start working my way up in there I am very interested in the psychological medical you know, uh, bridge or right, whatever. Right. So. And uh, so uh, your plan is to get more education to climb the, the ladder of the mental health side, correct? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, how serious right now is the mental health situation for, let's say, San Diego? Uh, it's, it's rough. It is rough right now, and you can trace it all the way back to the 80s. And I was actually just having this discussion with somebody a couple of days ago. I think, and I would have to you know, do some research to double check, but I think it was Reagan who abolished institutionalism. Yes, of co- yes, that was Ronald Reagan, yes. Right, yeah, good old Ronald Reagan. And he did not have any type of backup plan or contingency plan for the enormous amount of uh, homeless people that that action created. So what you see commonly here in San Diego, there's a very small percentage of people that are homeless here in San Diego who are homeless by choice. They want to live off the grid, what have you. 
the majority of people you see on the street are struggling with various um, mental illnesses, um, comorbid mental illnesses together, and, um, you know, addiction problems and, and things like that. Unfortunately, what their options are is they get picked up by the police, they get taken to county mental health, uh, they can be held for three days, which can be extended to seven days, but it's usually just three days because it's like a... Hold on, hold on a second, hold on. We have a military, military patrol. We got military patrol. We got military patrol. Military patrol. Kind of a, a staple here in San Diego. <laughs> there goes the mental health going by right there. I know, right? <laughs> But, um, so they get taken to this, you know, emergency facility and they're given, you know, either antipsychotic drugs or whatever and prescriptions for antidepressants and they're like, you know, take this to your local pharmacy and they scoot them out the door. So it's almost like, uh, like, uh, come in, get some and then take off. Yeah. And I would say the majority of those people that actually get picked up for treatment and everything, you know, there's nobody out there, social workers checking in, like making sure that they're taking their medications daily and things like that. So there's like no that. proper programs outside of just, you know, when they have an episode, let's say a mental breakdown and then they don't go to jail, they come or they don't go to the mental hospital, they go to you, to you and then they, they treat them really fast and then they push them out really fast because somebody else is coming in. Right. So... And then we, you know, you see them again and again and again. As far as the demographics are concerned, is there like an age group demographic? In other words, are most people like above the age of 50? I Yeah, I guess that would be an accurate statement. Um, obviously, you know, mental illness can affect anybody, right. you know. Well, um, I'm, I'm talking about the people that you're seeing as far as coming in. Yeah, they're usually older. Mm -hmm. That are like... Uh, like, for example, if you have a homeless family, it's very rare you're going to see a child from the homeless family have a mental breakdown. Right. Right? Compared to maybe their parent mm -hmm. or the grandparent or mm -hmm. something. And with the child, well, not lately, but normally, pre-pandemic times, um, you know, people like teachers and school administrators and people like that um, recognize symptoms in children, either of mental illness or abuse or anything like that, and can help them through the school, through counselors and everything, get the help they need through the school. And, the you know, administrators will usually contact parents and, you know, help in that regard. So, not, so what kind of measures, not that, you know, you're in power control, but what kind of measures do you think could be taken to help uh, the situation as far as like, not just, I guess, uh, inside the hospital, but away from the hospital in order to cut down the numbers of people coming to see you? I'm actually really excited about the discussions taking place right now about police reform and defunding the police. And I think that idea scares a lot of people, but once you start reading about it and really looking at, you know, taking some of that money that's spent on weapons and everything else and putting it back into the community, putting putting it back into education, putting it back into mental health services. I would like to see, uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of PERT. 
psychological nah, emergency please, response yeah. team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, yeah, they go in the bands, right? In yeah, the they go with um, SDPD um, to calls where someone may, you know, they, they have the say-so of whether or not someone's going to get taken to county or to jail or whatever, you know, right. like, is this person in danger of hurting themselves or anybody else? And mental illness goes so far beyond that, you know, right. like, it's... you can be in a lot of pain and not you know, want to murder somebody. You is know it, what is I, mean? It, I mean, like, I guess uh, when it comes down to the mental illness part, is it really a form of depression to the point where it makes them, like, for example, I once read where a woman was a school teacher and she got into a car accident that was pretty major and she had to do, like, I don't know, six, eight months in, in the hospital until she got out. And so she couldn't go back to work and to the point where she uh, lost her job, and then she couldn't pay her rent, and then she started sleeping at her family people's house, but that kind of got worn out. She started sleeping in a car, and that's how she ended up homeless, because uh, she couldn't afford the medical bills. Is that a lot of the cases that come about? That absolutely, you, absolutely. Like people's life where it's like one incident can just really spiral a person down into a pit of despair where it's like a snowball effect you know and I think for a lot of people who maybe are prone to depression um it's really hard to pull yourself out of that and depression the problem with depression is like you don't need a reason to be depressed right. you know what I mean and even then it's hard to pull yourself out of the pit, you know what I mean? But if you're facing eviction and, you know, repossession of your car, say, or, you know, can't pay your bills. Or and, even in an abusive relationship. Or, exactly. And, you know, all these other factors leading into it, it's even harder to pull yourself out of it. Plus, there's a still... <laughs> Amazingly, a huge stigma associated with having a mental illness. Um, and people are even scared to reach out for therapy because they're scared of, you know, being seen as being crazy or whatever. When, when the reality is you're a human being and we all need help sometimes. So the stigma is still there. And I think... Uh, if you look statistically, women uh, have more men, you know, more women have mental illnesses documented than men. Um, I don't think that's true. I think women are more liable to seek help for their Right, they're more likely illness. to speak up mm -hmm. over the situation. Because we're more them. emotional beings. And I'm not saying men aren't emotional, because I know a lot of emotional men too. But, you know, I think in general, women are more emotional creatures. We're back with the Burrito Radio Show. This is 2B1 Energy. I'm with Jamie Nutt. Uh, before I get back to her, I'd like to remind everybody that uh, 2B1 Energy has a new game out. It's called None is Perfect Billiards. Game show. Uh, we're actually looking for players to actually take part. Find out what your score is. See if you compete with the pros. Uh, beat the pros with this game. Anyway, let's get back to Jamie Nutt. She's a health professional, a CNA. Uh, she's very knowledgeable, it seems like, about mental health. 
but I'd like to like dive into a couple other questions, maybe to give some people some insight about what your thoughts are. My first question to you would be, why is the American population so overweight, so overbeast? I okay. There are a lot of factors that uh, that go into that problem, and I think you know first and foremost, nutrition. Um, in this capitalistic society that we live in here in America, um, it's you know people are more concerned. I think corporations are more concerned with quantity than quality, quality right. right? So, you know, the they're pushing McDonald's and Taco Bell and, all, you know, pizza. And well, those are corporation boards that mm -hmm. make a lot of money mm -hmm. for people actually living in a, in a healthy way. And so while we have laws against monopolies and things like that, we all know that big corporations, there are ways around monopolies, partnerships, and everything else. So, you know, you've got gas stations with fast food restaurants in there now, airports, you know, and there's the convenience factor. It's just, it's so convenient to, to go get So pretty snacks. much you're saying people are stuck on processed food. Do you know why they're stuck on processed food? It's an addiction. It's absolutely an addiction. And I think there's a lot of um, hidden sugars and things, and we can just go on all day about sugar addiction. Hold on, we're going to get there, but hold on. Uh, now that we figure it might be a prediction because you can't really say for sure because nobody's going to tell you it's a, uh, an addiction. Um, if, if a person, like for example, here, here's my take on it, okay? If, let's say McDonald's, a big corporation, they allow a person to actually own their own business mm -hmm. and actually profit and make money and hire out people to make sure that they have jobs. Mm -hmm. So... In a way, they have a great concept. Sure. But the food that they serve is not the most healthiest food. Correct. Right? Now, they can't control if somebody goes back there every single day or four times a week or whatever mm -hmm. to go get their food. Right? They're only serving the public. Right. So, in the meantime, if a person, let's say, ate McDonald's once a year, twice a year, it's not that big of a deal. It's only because they eat it so much. Right. So. Right. What would be the requirement for a person to stay in adequate health, knowing that, you know, we're not trying to take away McDonald's power, but we're trying to let people know there's an adequate health well, way to live. cheat days are important for morale, okay? Anybody who's ever been on a diet understands that part of it, I think. You know, it's, it's good to reward your you know, inner fat kid, I guess, right, you right. know, periodically. Words, yourself a little bit. Right, right. And, um, I think that, uh, sorry, I got distracted. So you're going to have to edit this part out. No, take a, take a no, it's, um, the question is how do people stay in adequate health knowing okay. that it's, uh, that, you know, right. it's possible an addiction. Right. So I think it's important, you know, I, we need to relook at diet and nutrition um, as lifestyle changes. You know, you can't be healthy if you only eat right and don't exercise. You can't be healthy if you exercise but don't eat right, you know. And um, another part of something that, again, is a really deep topic is um, circadian rhythms. I don't know if you know anything no, about that. Explain. Well, circadian rhythm is basically 
your body clock. So when you wake up in the morning, when you feel tired, when you feel hungry, those sorts of things. Um, and it's, it's important for a happy lifestyle to take notice of your circadian rhythms and have that be a healthy part too. So when you're discussing diet and nutrition, um, you know, you'll hear a lot of nutritionists say you shouldn't eat after a certain time at night and, and that sort of, or don't eat this or it's gonna give you funky dreams or whatever. And, um, you know, if you stay up too late, then you're kinda off the whole week, right? If you're still trying to wake up early. So it's important to take all of these biological systems into consideration biological system, right right, right. So, and honor that so take know. an example of, of somebody who's on a regular schedule mm -hmm. uh they know they have to be at work a certain time period they're going to put their body on a natural biological system right. and they have to eat and work out and do their accordingly mm -hmm. um Make sure you're getting enough sleep. I think those are that's the trifecta of a healthy lifestyle is uh, nutrition, exercise and movement, and sleep. Okay. Um, as far as, like, for example, um, what I'm seeing uh, a lot of people, especially the teenagers, are, out, are overweight. Uh -huh. How can it be so fast that the teenagers, because of the food, right? Uh, the food and also their parents' lifestyle. How were these people raised? You know, I think that nature and nurture are, uh, you know, kind of go hand in hand. So if the parents are unhealthy, they're probably not going to be making healthy meals for their kids. Maybe they all sit in front of the TV and eat dinner instead of sitting at the table and eating a home-cooked meal. They just get a pizza and sit on the couch and watch TV So it's very together. important for your body to always constantly be moving, mm -hmm. not trying not to, I guess, stay Sedentary. In, Don't yeah. be sedentary. Sedentary. Nice. Okay, so... Um, do you know a lot anything about the vac vaccine that they want to try to put on people? For the coronavirus? Well, I don't want to talk about corona. I just want to know about vaccines. Do you know anything about vaccines? I mean, I know... Do you give your children vaccines? Yes. We are all fully vaccinated. I have to be vaccinated for my job. The kids have to be vaccinated for school. And I, when my second daughter was born was kind of at the beginning of this whole quote-unquote anti-vax movement and people saying that the MMR vaccine can cause autism. And, and if you look, I mean, there's, there's always going to be risks with anything that you put into your body or any activity. You get in the car and drive down the freeway, there's risks. More people die in car accidents and are injured in car accidents than are injured from vaccines. Um, so you could say that it's more dangerous to drive a vehicle than it would be to get a vaccine. Um, it's a calculated risk, and there is ab absolutely vaccine injury. And there's actually, I encourage anybody listening, if you've even just had a swollen tender arm from the DTAP, then report it. There's a number, I don't know what it is, but... Uh, you can find it, it to report vaccine injuries, and that's data that they, you know, You're talking look about at. an injury from the actual vaccine that you received? Right. If you look at, uh, and I think something that a lot of people who are anti-vaccine look at, you know, is read the inserts, read the inserts, read the inserts that come with the vaccine when it's, like, delivered to the doctor's office. Um, it's like a mile, it's a CVS right, right, receipt right, right. of information. Um 
you know, and it talks about neurological complications that can happen. Okay, so let me ask you this. Okay, I don't, like I said, how, when I was a child, I remember taking a couple of things, I think. Yeah, right? we got boosters. Right? So, But they we, weren't vaccines. No, they, well. They didn't start doing vaccines until maybe the last, maybe. 15, vaccines years. and immunizations are pretty much the same thing so when you're or inoculations okay. so they i think the terminology when we were younger was more like you know inoculations or immunizations and everything but when you go get a vaccine they put it on your immunization record so there's all these terms floating around that mean the same thing and See, i think it confuses and I, and people and i have to apologize i'm in the anti-vaccine person I am one, one of my best friends is anti-vax. Um, I'm not going to criticize somebody that wants to take their family or that has to take a job and get a vaccine. But the ones I was in the military, I took a vaccine because they said you had to take one. And that's the most I got sick in a very long time. I was like, man, I was like so sick with the flu and all this crazy Last stuff. Last year, I yes. told myself I've never, ever, ever taken a vaccine. That was like back in like you know whatever during the george bush years so the 90s yeah and so i, I i've been i'm a, what they call a natural health person okay i don't do a lot of like pills vitamins mm -hmm. i don't have no, no uh, ideally ideally we should be able to get all of our necessary uh you know vitamins and minerals from the food that we eat However, even that has been tampered with. You know, the corn that we eat today, the watermelons that we eat today, you know, all tomatoes, everything, even our meat is not the same as it was before science kind of took over, you know, like, oh, if we change the DNA. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> We're going to go into that in the next segment. Okay. But, uh... But real quick, just to kind of close out this vaccine segment, um, when it comes down to it, is there a right or wrong way of doing it? As far as like, if somebody doesn't want to have the vaccine, is it like a wrong way? I think. Or, is, or do, you, do you really feel like, in your personal opinion, that it's probably very necessary for most people? I feel like it is necessary because we can talk about herd immunity and things like that and why vaccines work or whatever. Except, and, and really the reason that we do it that way is because there are a group of people who cannot safely take vaccines. Um, people whose immune systems are already compromised or, you know, whatever, if they're in remission from cancer treatments or there's a, a whole variety of um, situations that would um, cause a person to not be eligible to receive a vaccine. We as a community, the idea is with herd immunity, we're protecting our weakest members of our community does that make sense I mean, it makes sense to me but, but i don't think it should i still do believe that i mean educate 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 if you don't know educate yourself don't just listen to someone else's opinion find out for yourself so you can make an informed decision but for you know where we're headed is you know we're taking the choice away from people we're taking the choice away from parents who maybe don't want 
to have their kids vaccinated. No, I'm never going to take a vaccine, ever, I, ever, ever. My ever. biggest advice is just don't be obnoxious about it. I, like, if you want to, you know. <laughs> I'm not going to be obnoxious about it. But if you try to come at me with some needle, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be on. Oh, You're not being I'm obnoxious. Not, I'm talking I'm about not, those, like, mom groups on Facebook. <laughs> you know what I'm, you, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm mean, serious. Like, um. Here's my take about what we're talking about. When it comes down to it, it's going back to about the health thing, about the diet thing. Um, if a person does their research and find out, like, you know, what they're actually putting in their body, I think it's important, very important for people to recognize what they're putting in their bodies. Absolutely. Um, Especially the, vegans. Did if, you know if, eggs are in vaccines? <laughs> I mean, like, I don't mind eggs. Like I said, if there's I'm a, not vegan. I, I, I mean, like I'm, eggs. I, I said, I mean, like, I'm, I'm not vegan either, but... But I guess what I'm trying to say is that the, the more a person lives a natural health life, mm -hmm. the more they don't have to worry about all these other contaminants, viruses, bacteria, all these things that they feel like people are getting nervous about. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm so confident is because I don't know how many people eat five oranges a day. I, I can't tell you the last time I ate an orange. And fact. oranges to me are one of the best sources to make sure that somebody is going to fight off the bacteria in more ways than one as far as your uh, your, your nasal capacity, mm -hmm. your throat, as well as it has vitamin I C. I think um, a big thing too during flu season and everything, if you're on the fence about getting a flu vaccine, side story real quick. Right. I Last year was the first year I got a flu vaccine in maybe 15 years or so because the same thing happened to me that happened to you i got the flu vaccine and i got the flu it was horrible but i had to for work and school this last last year and i'm gonna have to get another one this year and um i really feel like it saved my life because i ended up getting the flu months after i got the vaccine it was not related to the vaccine <laughs> But I ended up getting the flu, and I feel like I would have died if I hadn't had that vaccine that kind of helped me fight it off a little bit more. I didn't have to be hospitalized, but if I didn't have somebody there with me... So your temperature got to, what, 103? Yeah, and maybe even a little bit, not quite 104, but I was hallucinating. I couldn't even get up and get myself a glass of water. Right. It was so bad. And it just hit you, it hit you suddenly? So, yes. Was like, I woke up and... No, I mean, who knows? No, it was last year. No, last year was the coronavirus, what I'm saying. Last... 2018? Not the flu season that just passed, so early 2019. That's what I'm trying to say, so it might have been a coronavirus. It could have been, but <laughs> I never did get the, the swab test to find out if it was actually influenza or a coronavirus. Well, I would say um, we're going to take a short pause for the cause. We'll be right back after the short break. <laughs> Radio show. This is 2B1 Energy, and we're having some great conversations here with Jamie Nutt. Hello. Um, I wanted to actually challenge her now. <laughs> so we were talking about nutrition and some of the foods 
uh, that people are eating, they get addicted to. Um, but we're going to go into some wordplay here. Okay. Uh, for all those out there that we were talking about nutrition, this is going to be maybe an enlightenment for you. So the first word I want to talk about is niacin. Niacin. Okay, I'm going to spell it for you. N-I-C-I-N. Do you know anything about that word? Isn't that a B vitamin, one of the essential B vitamins? Hold on a second. Yes, it is. Do you know which one? Um... Is it one of the 12? Yeah, I'm going to give you, a, I'm not even going to let you go there. It's B3. Okay. Okay. But um, according to the research that I put in here, uh, niacin is a vitamin B supplement. However, uh, it does naturally occur in plants and mm -hmm. animals, but it's also added into foods as a vitamin supplement. Mm -hmm. uh, it says here uh, it's also uh, it's used to lower blood levels for bad cholesterol. It thins your blood. Right. Um, according to uh, Wikipedia, it says it can cause side effects such as flushing, yep. uh, warmth, itchy, uh, tingling underneath the skin. Mm -hmm. Now, I have something they call psoriasis. Okay. I know okay. what that is. It's a skin disease. And in my opinion, because niacin is artificially put in our food, mm -hmm. so if I was eat, let's say, something that had natural niacin, be different compared to something artificial right so because it's artificial uh it could be the cause of my psoriasis sure. or of the cause of the inflammations right and so um there's another word it's called uh theamine mononitrate theamine mono t-h-i-a-m-a-n the second word is M-O-N-O -O, nitrate, N-I-T-R-A-T-E. I, -E. I want to say that's another B vitamin. Yes. Do you know which one? Nope. Vitamin Six. B1. Oh. <laughs> I thought I could guess real quick. <laughs> vitamin B1. Okay, this is from Bing, okay? It's a synthetic stable nitrate salt form of vitamin B1 that has been used for preparation and assay of various multivitamin formulations. And as an additive to foods to compensate the losses during the process. So think like uh, cereals, your breakfast cereal, your kids' breakfast cereal. That's well, where all this stuff is. What it is is when they're doing, when they're making the food, there's a lot of things that are taken out mm -hmm. and they have to put back in mm -hmm. to make sure that it meets the it's, requirement the of the FDA standard. Yeah. Yeah, standards. That's it. Nothing else. Yeah. Nothing else. It seems like we need to get the FDA to up-pump their standards yes. of what's really quality You guys food. can't see that I'm rolling my eyes because there's no way that's actually going to happen. <laughs> okay, let's go on. Uh, this one is called riboflavin? Riboflavin. Riboflavin. That is a B vitamin for sure. Right. Which one do you think? It's six. Number two. I'm going to get it eventually if I keep <laughs> saying six. Okay, uh... <laughs> This is uh, from LiveScience.com. It says it's needed for growth and good health, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Uh, found in common foods. Lots of fruits and things have it. Right. Now, uh, here goes one. It's a phrase more than a word. Uh, enrich bleach flour. Enriched. That is kind of what you've been talking about with these B vitamins where they 
add in these okay so when they take the wheat to make the flour it's uh, they bleach it and so that you know um, like you're saying a lot of things get removed with the processing and need to be put back in they need to be added so that's kind of that's what enriched means you know it's coming right Huh? Oh, military patrol! <laughs> we got a Two! Double, double patrol! <laughs> we got a military patrol breaking in on the burrito radio show. Making sure that uh, it's safe out here for everybody out here in the Bacadero South. Training operations apparently all day long. Yeah. A lot of money. How much money do you think just went by right now? Oh in, my in, God. In fuel, and just fuel. No idea. Just in fuel. I have, you would know better than I do. I have How no How much do you think idea. it costs to actually fly those things? Like, you know, From there to there? Yeah. Like, uh, okay. About $20,000. Per gallon? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to, back to the health, health awareness. Health awareness. Okay, so... According to the Institute of Natural Healing, okay, uh, the bleach flour itself is stripped of 11 vitamins and minerals, and they add in synthetic chemicals that represent four vitamins plus one mineral. Okay. So bees and no, the enriched bleach flour, the bleach flour part, the enriched. That's what it does. Yeah. According to the Institute of Natural Healing. Um, it also says uh, it's typically refined uh, that the nutrient rids of brand and germ of the wheat kernel have been removed, stripping the grain of many of its valuable vitamins and minerals. Now, enriched bleached flour is in a lot of our foods that we eat. It is, absolutely. Which, if people with celiac disease who are allergic to gluten, that's the part that they're allergic to. I had a friend that was that. allergic. She could have died if she ate some gluten, mm -hmm. she said. That's real. That's real. Like, celiac disease, not like, oh, when I eat bread, I get gas. Like, that's right. not an allergy. But <laughs> the know? thing is, is that unlike... Um, natural right organic what they're doing is they're not putting in the correct supplements back for the body to be healthy correct correct so it's almost like uh the scientists have removed the actual nutrients to make sure that we stay healthy mm -hmm. and we continuously eat this and it's possible that it makes us more obese because it's not digestive that's actually really turns into th sugar that's a really good theory absolutely and you would have to confirm with a nutritionist which i am not but um our the way that our food is now it is very difficult for our bodies to absorb the needed nutrients from it and we have a lot of byproduct from the food that we eat so when you're eating that mcdonald's hamburger there's not a whole lot of nutrition in that bun. There's not going to be a whole lot of, there's not going to be a useful amount of protein and, you know, all the other nutrients that you would get from, you know, meat, cheese, lettuce, tomato, and bread. You know, if you, you know, it's, there's a lot taken out by the time it gets to your plate it's barely even food at this point and molecularly 
what is it, margarine is what, just like a couple of molecules away from being plastic. And there's a lot of things that we use in our lives, medicines, that are by industrial byproducts that were kind of discovered by accident. Um, and we, you know, like sulfates and things. Like, right. and the only purpose of sulfates is to like make our shampoo lather or our toothpaste, you know what I mean? And uh, I say you know what I mean a lot, and I've been noticing myself saying it a lot. So really, you totally, could be a rapper, you know that, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, you could be <laughs> rapping all that, like, that's what I say, you know what I mean? I'm rapping, I'm rapping, I'm rapping. All rappers say that, don't, don't worry about it. You're probably a qualified rapper. Dub, dub my, my rants. <laughs> I was, okay, so when it comes down to it, what I'm trying to prove, or I got one more, I got one more, hold on, I got one more. Folic acid. Folic acid, uh, that is something, I don't know exactly what it is, but I know it is found in a lot of foods, and I know it's definitely something that women need um, during pregnancy and as they age to help with um, bone density. I okay, think. according to healthline.com. Okay. Folic acid is the synthetic form of folate, a water-soluble vitamin, a.k.a. vitamin B9. Okay. Does not occur, I'm going to repeat, does not occur in natural food. Okay. But is frequently added to supplements and refined grain, products such as bread and cereal. Yes. Yes. And there's things like folic acid and actually... Um, iodine, like, okay, they're, they're added into things that people are normally going to eat anyway. So you do need a certain amount of iodine in your diet, but it's a, such a small amount that they decided to iodize salt. And that's why we have iodized salt is because it, you need such a small amount of iodine in your diet that that's how they solve that problem. The same with folic acid. Um, I knew at one point that it came is the synthetic form of folate. So you uh, relearned me. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I'm just over here learning something myself too. Mm -hmm. Like I said, is you know, um, my I guess my point is this and. I'm out, I'm out to prove something, okay? Uh, you haven't, you don't know it's like an investigation and you're kind of like helping me with this okay. investigation. The, Social experiment? The problem is, outside of what we're going to talk about in the next segment, which is probably what you thought I was going to talk about from the get-go, is that people have been living an unhealthy life for decades now. Absolutely. Okay? Um... San Diego County used to be nothing but farms and agriculture. Right. A hundred years ago. Yes. You go back a hundred years ago, this area was mostly agriculture and farms. Even when I was a kid in Lakeside, there was still, you know, there's still a dairy out there, but, you know, there was a, instead of a grocery store, you went to the dairy. Right. To get your eggs and your milk and everything. Well, a lot of... Uh, military patrol. These military patrol. How much money is that costing us again? We're at 30000 now, How much? We're at 30, the terrorists 000. are on the bridge or what? Where are the terrorists at? How much training do we need around here? Man, military patrol, boy. I love y'all, though. I was in the military, but man, how much money can we spend on one day? More, more, more. In the meantime, um... 
I guess what I'm saying is is that the 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 lately within the last 30 40 let's say 40 years okay okay science has dipped into this money making product called food absolutely and pretty much is the result of what we have today with a lot of people that are unhealthy with their food yeah and you can basically grow food in the lab and you don't need farmers anymore right like that's where we're headed basically well we're reading it right now right is that um even take uh synthetic i say vegetables Right, they are even taking some of the synthetics out of the vegetables to make them look nice and pretty. Right. So they can last longer for the travel that they're going on from wherever they're coming like from. Like putting that wax on the apples and things like that. Or like some of the seafood that comes in from another country, such as Indonesia. If I don't know if anybody looks at your your, your labels, but look at the label and see where your food is actually coming from. Those numbers represent something. If you're looking at a vegetable, if it's a four-digit number, then it's probably locally grown. But if it's not a four-digit number... Who knows? <laughs> I, when I went to Belize, they were our, our guide was telling us that actually the majority of our oranges that we get here in the States are actually from Belize, not Florida, like we all thought growing up. Well, that wasn't for Florida. Hmm? California, we do have our own oranges. California, yes. But for the whole united states yeah i know they're they're getting oranges from california now now yeah i was in alabama last year and i went to the thing and get an orange i said this is a california orange they came home i was like what the heck and so um the produce california we distribute so much we do uh produce that and dairy you know it, it it's a phenomenal thing of what we actually produce for the entire world. Forget about just the United States. Um, however, the problem is is that, like most places, they give up their their resources. We have, as people, locals here, or just the United States, have to supplement this by doing getting less. Mm-hmm. So they're putting uh, cold cereals out there, knowing that it's not a really great diet to have. And if a child is eating cold cereal three, four times a week, or even once a week, mm-hmm. with, with combined with the milk, it's not enough nutrients to say this child is going to be healthy but for a very long time. But then they can push those Flintstone vitamins on you, who, you know, the cereal company is it, probably in cahoots with General a, it's, Mills probably it's a mar- it's owns a marketing, yeah. some, some vitamin company or whatever, you know? Yeah. So by making people more unhealthy... They rely on the vaccines. They rely on, like, the doctors to tell them, like, well, what's wrong with me? Uh, they rely on all these things uh, because of the removal of the nutrients. Right. I would say the major difference in my life, change, was not just reading about spirituality, but changing my diet. Absolutely. By not eating poultry anymore. I'm not against people that eat poultry, but I just don't eat it. Okay. Uh, I don't eat uh, pork, but I do eat a little bit because it's in the burritos. So and bacon is so good. I mean, I'm saying it's not a hundred. It's not a hundred percent thing. It's more about being balanced. That's my whole sure. point. Absolutely. Is that I learned how to have a balanced diet to coincide with working out and staying fit, and knowing that the more organic, natural stuff I put in my body, the better I'm going to feel. Absolutely. So, and that's where I'm trying to get at is that if people would just kind of look at 
the more natural way of doing mm-hmm. things instead of the processed foods that we eat. And I cannot say this enough. Support your local farmers. Buy local. Go to the farmers markets for your produce or those little Mexican markets. Or for your, your honey. Meat Get your honey from stuff. them. You got yes, honeybees exactly. out here. Like they got exactly. some really good honey. You know, I'm the more strawberries got plenty of strawberry fields out here. The more money you pump into the system, the more McDonald's and Starbucks you're gonna see everywhere, and pretty soon that's that's all that's gonna be available. Well, what we want is we want McDonald's to start serving sure better food. Mm-hmm. That's what we want. They can stay in business. That's what we need. That's what they can stay in business. I don't care about them staying in business. What we need for them is to recognize that look, you can throw your calorie chart on here all day. People are not going to care about that right. calorie chart right. because we know no different than a cigarette. You smoke one cigarette, it's not going to kill your lungs. You smoke a pack of cigarettes, you're not kill your lungs. But you smoke a pack a day for 20 years, there's going to be a problems with yeah. your lungs. Yeah, absolutely. And that's my whole point. You know, there's this. There's a, there's a difference between those ladies right there that are walking and the ladies that I see that are modeling. Mm-hmm. And it's their diet. It's the mm-hmm. nutrition. You know, it's their, not only that, I mean, I'm pretty, I didn't go a bunch of words, but the, the food, processed food, is actually messing with people's hormones. Absolutely. Uh, girls are starting their periods sooner, you know, where, like, before it would be normal to start your period like around 13 or something like that and you know maybe back in the 70s or whatever and now it's like 9 or 10 which is very it's because you know yeah it is the hormones absolutely we're going to take one more uh, we're going to take one more break and be back for our, our last segment of uh, the burrito radio show with Jamie Nutt Woohoo! CNA specialist respect <laughs> Remember, it's still one motion, so ride the wave of life. 